episode 56. My name is Dave Hunt, and I'm joined by Michael Swick. How's it going, Dave? How's it going? All right. Been a pretty long week, but overall, not too bad. Getting ready for this holiday. <laughs> Good and bad. Having, Whatever. Having people home and working retail in the holidays is always fun. Whatever the hell this holiday even is this year. Right. Preparing for it. Getting uh, the stores well, ready. I still have families ready. I still have a couple people in this house, and we just added my daughter back into the house. So, uh-huh. and I feel like if I like shoved her in her bedroom and and like plexied the wall off, like I'd probably get in trouble. So, um, so that might be the smart thing to do. <laughs> uh, so we are Digital Days Gaming. We are a weekly podcast that is um, covering all things gaming. Uh, whether whatever platforms, multiple platforms, Switch, PC, Stadia, if it ever becomes a real thing, um, yeah, PlayStation, Xbox, um, all of the above. If something cool happens in the mobile world, we'll try to cover it. Um, and we post every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. You can follow all of our social accounts in the show notes or on our website, digitaldaysgaming.com. And you can follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash digitaldaysgaming, where we... Uh, broadcast the show weekly uh typically it's monday nights sometimes it's sunday nights but 90 percent of the time it's a monday night and like i said the show posts on all your podcast feeds on thursdays if you're able to share the show and leave a review that is greatly appreciated it's been a little while since we got a review so check to see if the service you use allows a review and if it does um leave us a review and then if you could post it in the facebook group or send it to us in a tweet so we can see that you posted the review and that's always cool and helpful All right, Um, let's jump into the brief news. This is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter show um, just because it's getting near a holiday break for most of, for in the U.S. with Thanksgiving coming up. So a lot of the PR companies are kind of like half half foot out the door. One of the guys that was emailing me from PR like made a mistake and and called something like a a, a random name and he emailed me later and he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I'm just ready to be on break. And I'm like, I I knew what you were talking about, so it's all good. Yeah, combination of the holidays are coming up and also the fact that the new consoles are out and all the new games for the year are pretty much done except Cyberpunk. So there's like nothing to play and nothing really to promote right now uh, until the new year, which I don't even think we're going to have a busy like first half of the year like we're used to having. Because, you know, like February, March, everyone's trying to get out their games right before the the fiscal year ends. And I don't yeah. even think we're going to get anything well, crazy this year. Far Cry ran away f- or pushed themselves out of February, and which they dated it too soon anyways. But <laughs> Yeah, and Rainbow Six pushed again. Yeah. So, yeah, and it, I, I, we're going to have a weird continuing uh, the sequel to 2020, 2021 is going to yeah. be, you know, kind of a, a mess the first probably half of the year. Uh, so, light news. Uh the first one that I wanted to put up is uh, The Last of Us. Uh, the show has been greenlit by HBO. Uh, this is being produced by Neil Druckmann and by uh, the Chernobyl creator, uh, the TV show, not the disaster, uh, Craig <laughs> Mazin, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, so HBO greenlit it. Uh, back in March, they ordered uh, development to begin. And whatever happened during the development, they like it, so it's going to go to series. So we'll probably start get casting information relatively soon. They did lose the director, but it wouldn't be a Naughty Dog thing if they didn't lose the director. <laughs> or, uh, or a Sony movie, I guess. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> so originally they had a director already lined up uh, who also worked with the, the co-creator uh, on Chernobyl. Uh, but conflict of schedule thing, uh, he had to pull out. So... Uh, 
this is happening, and it seems like it is going direct to series, at least mm-hmm. as of right now. Uh, they haven't done a pilot yet. There has been no casting. A couple names have been thrown out uh, for Joel that seem plausible. Uh, some of the names being thrown out by Ellie, uh, I don't think are realistic. I think it's just, there's not a lot of like teenage actors <laughs> known. So people just kind of pick like the same three names for everything. So looks like this will move forward. Just we'll see what the casting's like probably soon. Uh, cause I think they want to get the show out end of 21 or early 22, especially HBO needs something really bad right now because they haven't had anything since game of thrones well yeah and then the other thing ties to that with what you're talking about is uh wonder woman 1984 is going to be on christmas day on hbo max yeah yeah so So, they're gonna start building some so hopefully like i guess if anything that they can it's probably too soon but if like in terms of if they really wanted to grab a certain kind of audience or keep that subscription for hbo max if they could somehow figure out some way to get some kind of advertising in by that by christmas day for this i think that that would be something that would might entice people to keep their subscription or to to re-up the subscription but that's probably unrealistic um i, I think we'll get casting info maybe by christmas yeah but i was hoping for some kind show. of like trailer like in the like you know like right before one you right before you watch wonder woman like there's a trailer or something like yeah you yeah. know in it's terms way of too soon for that. yeah um but uh even like a teaser kind of thing but anyway um, do you think that this, with Druckmann working on it, like this will affect Naughty Dog's next gaming project at all? Uh, probably not. Uh, producers aren't that heads-on or hands-on with things. Uh, it might hurt a little bit, but they have other people that have worked with Druckmann uh, on other games. So this yeah, but they've always had to like, push Druckmann onto a game and, and have him help finish a game. They've always had to, like I think the last Last of Us 1, 2 uncharted two three and four i think he's had a significant impact on so their last five marquee games or five games that they brought out in the last decade he's had an impact on and now is is it you know is it is it the age-old thing of like are they trying are they is it possible that they're trying to do too much because i you know i love naughty dog you love naughty dog most of the most of the gaming world loves naughty dog and i say this with the utmost respect Uh, they are due for a slight miss in a game soon right they, yeah, I mean, technically they might be on it. Uh, but Bruce Staley, I think he's still with the company. Um, he's like Druckmann's partner mm-hmm. uh, on a lot of the stuff. I, so I'm, if I'm he's not, I'm still just, there. I, I'm not saying yeah. anything is or isn't going to happen, but I mean, like, there's just those things of like concern me of like, are they going to point to like, they're just trying to do too much or similar to what they do with athletes? Like, oh, like A Rod, the reason why he can't like hit for average is because he's dating Jennifer Lopez. And it's like, nah, like, well, actually, I looked up Bruce Staley isn't with them yeah. anymore uh but i don't think naughty dogs can have that much of a say in the show i think most likely what's going to be is like Druckmann will probably write the pilot which is probably already done they started to work on the show back in march yeah, yeah and yeah. he's had plenty of time probably since you know last of us launched to like work on all the scripts which will then be cannibalized by you know right. hbo and turned into something different and it's supposed so to just pr- take it's supposed to just take place in the world right it's not supposed to have any direct connection to the games no like, no they haven't they haven't said yet but uh it is joe and ellie as far as i know right so it will be joel and ellie uh as the main story um though i wouldn't mind if they just use the universe but even then if they if they were just going to use the universe uh joel and ellie make 
the last of us matter yeah. so i just like, don't want you... i just don't want somebody to like to watch the show and get spoiled on the game or somebody that's a fan of the first game gets something spoiled in the show then because they haven't played the second game yet that's more or less what i was wondering and, and I, by that i <laughs> with last of us 2 i don't think we have to worry about anyone being spoiled anymore yeah uh, i do want to know uh will they pivot from the second one because i personally love the second one but mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't so mm-hmm. I wonder how they will handle future seasons. Because you can do Joe and Ellie's before you even get The Last of Us 2. You can do multiple seasons before you get to, you know, right. the events of Last of Us 2. Uh, so I, I, I want to know what they'll do exactly with that or if they'll just change it up completely. I mean, Game yeah, of Thrones booking. Yeah, I say it'd be really cool to see more of that time that they spent in... Um, Joan, what was it, Jonestown or Johnstown, Johnstown or the? I forget the ta- name. <laughs> yeah, the town in Wyoming. The, the Washington one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wyoming. Yeah. So, yeah. like, because there was a significant, not a, there was a, a, enough for them to use as, as a television show time frame between the first and the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they can space this out as long as they want. Though shows now seem to be going for like shorter seasons, but mm-hmm. HBO has always been able to like give people the time they need. So they right. can really drag this out if they want to. Um, and I'm sure getting like the show f- further away from the coronavirus 2020 parallels would probably benefit <laughs> the show. So if they can like release this in like 2022 and then they can like probably drag it three seasons or four seasons before they get into The Last of Us Part 2 stuff. Right. Uh, they could have a good game or they could see what happened in The Last of Us Part 2 and it's like, okay, let's start spinning Abby's story now. Uh, concurrent right. with Joe and Ellie's story from one and then mm-hmm. just go from there uh, and try that. Uh, HBO is usually pretty good uh, with their shows. Last of uh, uh, Game of Thrones, last season withstanding. Uh, <laughs> so I, they need a hit. This could be it. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I like the idea that they're you know partnering with Druckmann and they have the Chernobyl, which was a great show. They got those people behind it as well. So this could be successful. Uh, and we'll, we'll see. And it's going to be part of the streaming wars. So I'm assuming a ton of money is going to be thrown at it. Uh, the yep. story we pulled up from Hollywood Reporter says this will probably be going up against the the Showtime Halo series that is apparently airing end of next year, early 2022, uh, which would be funny. Just HBO and Showtime basically getting into the console wars. Yeah, uh, and this is obviously on the heels of like I saw a bunch of reports today of like a leaked store. Uh, info about uh like shocking like a ps5 upgrade for the last of us that um haven't i mean especially since the consoles ps5 has been out for a couple weeks i haven't heard any discussion or talk about how last of us 2 is running i also haven't really looked for it so um it'll be interesting it to ran see. great on ps4 it just right. continues to run on ps5 yeah for sure uh, uh, apparently the loading the initial because there's only one time you load in that game and that's the initial load apparently some people said it's longer on the PS5, which I'm sure that's something that can just be worked out mm-hmm. uh, through like a patch. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see, you know, what they can do with The Last of Us Part Two, like Enhanced Edition or whatever they're going to do. Hopefully it's a free update, though. Um, all right. Uh, next story. Uh, this one is some of our favorite stuff is uh, Acquisitions. <laughs> and THU Nordic, who we were talking about how they just buy studios and IPs, release remasters, and that's like their business plan and it's very successful for them. Uh, 
they just acquired 13 studios uh, last week, which is pretty crazy. Most of the studios, though, were look like they were like artillery studios, like studio support studios mm-hmm. and like mobile studios. But some of the, the notable ones that I saw was Coffee Stay North, who do Satisfactory, a uh, popular PC game. I, had, mm-hmm. I say that for Dave. Uh, Snapshot Games, who did Phoenix Point, which I don't remember that game being particularly good, but I remember it released on the Epic Store this summer, and it was mm-hmm. usually on the front page every time you loaded the Epic Store. Uh, Zen Studios, so the Zen pen, Pinball people, uh, which is like a good studio to get just because they just they have their their market and they cater to that market, and it's really successful for them. And then TSQ owns a ton of IPs now, so that op- opens up m- numerous possibilities for Zen to do some really cool stuff. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, and then Flying Wild Hog, uh, which is the developers from Shadow Warrior, who they've been making exclusively with devolver digital and who also signed a contract with focus home interactive to work on an ip which uh in the playstation lifestyle article i pulled up said they have no idea if that's going to affect uh exactly what that's going to do well it probably will because the contract the contract's in effect i mean unless there's something in the contract of a buyout or a purchase of studios written in the contract then they're gonna have to apply by the contract unless this other one of the parties decides to split the contract so yeah, uh, so th- that those are the studios that I, at least by name, that I, I, I could, like, recognize. And then the other ones, uh, again, were, like, a bunch of, like, mobile developers and just, uh, like, support studios. Um, and then they also bought a PR firm, uh, which I, uh, listeners might not be super interested in that, but me and Dave are. Uh, they bought Sandbox Strategies, mm-hmm. uh, which is a PR company that... Uh, I couldn't name you one specific game they worked on, but by the end of E3, I probably had like 20 sandbox strategy business cards. Uh, they're one of those. Yeah, I, I feel like just, uh, I mean, I haven't read this story, but just looking at this, if, if you acquire 13 more studios on top of all the stuff that THQ's already acquired, I'm trying to say this is right as, I can, as, as politically correct as I can. They bought staff. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they bought competent staff. They looked at their ability to, you know, to public relations a game and they feel like that studio was or that company not a studio that company was established enough and worth a certain value to where they essentially purchased them to purchase their their staff and their foundation that they built their pr firm on so yeah and and i think that can be uh, said for some of these studios that are like support studios where thq nordic make their money off just remastering ips that they buy mm-hmm. best way to do that is to have studios that are capable of just doing that yeah not necessary studios that are creating their own like super interesting ips competent studios that can do the yeah. work required to remaster again and it could obviously be something as simple as that studio does really good top-down asymmetrical lighting so yeah. we want that <laughs> because mm-hmm. we're going to do a whole bunch of games that are going to have top down asymmetrical lighting. So we need their ability. And, and you know, I, I, at this point in time, I would I, THQ just needs to take every every studio that they own and just put it under like one thing. Like, yeah, because like st- THQ is like, do you mean like just having like, like just it just needs regular... to be called THQ Studios? Like, in, in, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah, you yeah. know, like I don't want to see, you know, in two years, I don't want to see Flying Wild Hogs owned by thq making who's owned blah, by blah. embracer yeah like it's just it, you know just it you know rename like like sony 
it's kind of is doing it and Xbox is kind of doing it as well where it's Xbox Studios presents Naughty Dog Uncharted. Or sorry, that's a really bad thing to put together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Sony Sony Studios presents Naughty Dog Uncharted 4 or whatever. Um and it, versus now it's going to be like THQ I guess like I just don't feel like THQ carries the the same clout that's like Xbox Studios or Sony Studios or PlayStation Studios or EA carries. Um, I feel like sometimes we see we like we'll hear of a game even in from EA we'll hear of a game. It'll say EA presents and then it'll say the game name. They'll show the trailer and then we find out at the end like who's producing the game. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think that's going to be kind of like I hope that's what THQ is planning to do of of this like of where the studio it's more THQ is doing this not one of their gosh 30 30 to 40 studios they own now I mean I don't even know yeah so like I pulled up the the Wikipedia page for them um not counting the 13 they picked up today because I guess they can't officially count it because this is a hundred millions dollar deal so that takes a while um let me just pull up one same reason we don't have any direct answers about what Bethesda is or isn't doing so they have 15 studios as of before this deal. So now they're up to 28 studios and they're all of different sizes. And that's not including all the IP they've been buying uh, like crazy. So they have like a small army of studios and not, I wouldn't say the most impressive IP library, but they right. have a decent IP library of stuff that, you know, they can probably squeeze some more money out of before they're going to have to produce like sequels to, to mm-hmm. the games that they've acquired uh i feel like this is the sort of deal that like thq nordic might just be uh making these type of deals to gather all these ips and studios because they know you know uh i didn't put it in the, the story this week uh just because it's too vague uh jim ryan of sony says that he will have news on a game pass competitor potentially in the future which could mean anything uh but you have a catalog war potentially happening with Stadia, uh, PlayStation, and Xbox with Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wondering if a THQ Nordic is like buying up all these studios because now they can have a library to sell, kind of how movie studios work, where mm-hmm. you know, uh, or like what EA just did with EA Access and Game yeah. Pass, yeah. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, we could just have all this content and then just license it out to the highest bidder because those bidders are going to want to build and fluff their library mm-hmm. uh, with, with all this content. So, like, even if they don't produce any sequels from this, they now have a library that they can just kind of work off of, of just like, hey, Microsoft or Stadia or PlayStation, you want your library to have 100 extra games, you have to cut a deal with us for who knows how much money and then it's basically like free money from them you know when you're when you're just collecting uh you know royalties basically without having to do work uh that's something that they can do for sure Uh, but they're acquiring stuff at such a clip though it always worries me uh you know like if this company goes out of business or runs into financial trouble there's thousands of jobs that are basically (laughs) yes uh or at least the name has yeah um but yeah, this is just one of those crazy business deals, uh, and we'll maybe see something come from it eventually. Uh, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, anything to add to this? 
no, I, it's just it's interesting of like you know we're starting to get to the point where there's like five or six studios that are going to own all the stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting it's getting crazy to where I mean, you're looking at, you're one looking of these at, yeah Microsoft, Sony, uh, Ubi, EA, Activision, um, and then I would I guess list THQ Nordic next, right? Yeah, Nintendo, but Nintendo does a thing that you like them to do. Where Nintendo, you don't know about the studios Nintendo owns because once right. they acquire them, they're just Nintendo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just think we, it makes it know, easy. It makes it more clear. Like, um, it's you know, I don't know. I feel like when Nintendo, when Nintendo puts their name on something and they produce something, you know, you're not getting a piece of crap. Yeah, it, it very much is helpful to to knowing what exactly you're getting. They play uh, it safe, Nintendo. but if you're buying Donkey Kong or Mario or Zelda, you know you're getting a solid piece of video game content. For sure. So, All there's, right, other, uh, there's other ones, so please don't hate me if I didn't list something you like from Nintendo. I'm just using this as a broad <laughs> example. <laughs> yeah, the, the Donkey Kong is kind of a random one. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, old man. Uh, all right, so... We're not doing our Game of the Year stuff until, like, mid-December, so we don't run into the issues that uh, the Game Awards currently finds itself in, uh, like missing most of the PS5 launch games. Um, But Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards, which has become the marquee Game Award thing for the industry. Like, this is, I guess... I pay more attention to this for what's coming out next year than I do for the yearly recap that he does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> basically it just turns into trailers which i'm wondering how that is going to be affected since everyone just did their own events the the you know this this entire year uh but i'm expecting there'll be something mm-hmm. uh for it uh but yeah the the game awards released their nominees uh a common theme in the game or in the categories is it feels like the same like five games are in like every single category uh but is there a specific category you want to hear about, Dave, uh, before we get into like their big one? Not really, because I, I can almost... <laughs> I, there's been a lot of discussion on social media the last couple of days of like where 2020 is ranking in terms of a video game year, and they're kind of starting to compare it to like 2018 and 2013, and I just don't feel that. Like, they, like Last of Us is great. Animal Crossing is great. Ghost of Tsushima is great. Final Fantasy Remake is a remake. Uh, Doom Eternal, like those are some of the stuff you have listed under Game of the Year, along with Hades in there. Like I've I've, he- I've heard really good things about Hades from you and from other people, um, but I just don't feel like, you know, I haven't played Ghost yet. I haven't played Spider Man or Miles Morales. Granted, they both Spider Man came out two years ago. Miles Morales just came out. Um, you know, other than the only game that I felt that I had to play this year was last of us. Like that. I, I was yeah. like, I have to play it. And I have to play it now. And so that pretty much solidifies what I think is a, a top, like a top tier game. Like there wasn't another God of war. Um, and I know that we talked about it last week, but there, there wasn't like, or, and I maybe, again, maybe my mind will change when I play Spider-Man and I am planning to do that through the holidays. Um, there isn't like a, a story, crazy moment that happens in spider-man that people are like 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 that happens in last of us that people are dying to talk to somebody about like where are you in the game because i want to talk about something and they're like oh shoot you're not far enough so they go to find somebody else like the only game that carried that weight so far has been last of us i think cyberpunk could carry that weight Mm -hmm. um 
but obviously that's coming out too late for the for the game awards um but it doesn't mean that it's still not going to carry some significant weight in the video game industry but the same thing was going on with god of war and you know in and i kind of felt the same way about horizon and i think that's kind of like the reason why i haven't like delved too deep into horizon or some of the stuff i've heard about halo the last couple of years like or gears like these don't these are games that have really cool mechanics really cool gameplay but the story narrative isn't there like it is in last of us part two and god of war yeah, no, uh, 2020 overall, which we'll do a whole episode recap in the year uh, later, uh, later this year or early next year. Uh, it wasn't a huge year for gaming, uh, re- regardless of, you know, like COVID or not, uh, but because it was a new console coming out, there's always issues when there's new consoles coming out because no one wants to developers have to decide whether they want to release on the old consoles or just wait for the new consoles to be established. So going into 2020, we knew it wasn't going to be like a gigantic year for gaming. We had our marquee titles. We knew The Last of Us was coming out. We knew Animal Crossing was coming out. We knew Ghost of Tsushima was coming out and Final Fantasy VII, which Final Fantasy VII, I forgot, came out earlier this year, but this has just been a really long year. Yeah. Uh, It's because it came out before COVID or like right at the beginning of COVID. Yeah. So it's... A weird year because we knew there wasn't a lot of stuff and the stuff that's there. I think this list, so the Game of the Year list you went through earlier is The Last of Us Part 2 for Game of the Year, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Hades, Ghost of Tsushima, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Doom Eternal. And the reason I say Doom Eternal last is because Doom Eternal sticks out like a sore thumb on this list because I I, I haven't played Doom Eternal, but... My friends that loved the first Doom wouldn't shut up about Doom. Doom Eternal came out, and they stopped talking about it like the weekend after the game came mm-hmm. out. So I don't know Which if that was I just feel the same way about Ghosts. Ghosts yeah, had about Ghost... a four or five day run that was being talked about on the internet, and yeah. the number one feature from Ghost of Tsushima was look how pretty the skybox is, and I'm like, yeah, Ghost feels like one of those games I haven't played it. I, it's on my list. And I'm going to play it this week actually because I have nothing else on the PS5 to play. Ghost seems like it's here because it is a a good game that came from PlayStation. So it has the hype and it has like the sales that go along with being like in a PlayStation exclusive. So that's why it ends up on this list. Yeah, I feel like if we if we'd gotten a Gears or a Halo, it would have been on this list automatically. Yeah, it would have been on this list automatically, and they would have taken one of the PlayStation games off just so they can have. And that game that they would have taken off would have been Ghosts. Yeah, Ghost or Doom Eternal. I think Doom Eternal would probably have been taken off first. Uh, or it would have been, like, uh, internal debate at the Game Awards with, like, who yeah, this is, what this, gets removed. Yeah, this is, like, a heavy four and light two. And and uh, everybody that listens to this knows my feeling on remakes. Like, this is why, I'd, I mean, like, I'm, I'm hearing great things about Demon Souls, um, again, but from the Demon Souls people, but I don't consider Demon Souls to be new and innovative. It's not, so. And, and I think if uh, Demon Souls had come out earlier this year, or the PS5 would have came out earlier this year, Demon Souls probably would have replaced Doom Eternal or, or Agreed. Ghost. Agreed. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I think it, it would have replaced Doom hype. Eternal. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Sekiro won Game of the Year last year from the Game Awards. Yep. So Demon's Souls probably would have made this list, and we would have probably had the list have three PlayStation exclusives. You know, Ghost, Last of Us, Doom, uh, and Yeah, but uh, I also think Cy- if Cyberpunk would have came out when it was supposed to, it would be on this list. Yeah, and that would have probably knocked out Ghost. It, like, if we were going to tier this list... Uh, which guess what we're gonna tier this list right now. I think The Last of Us just on 
the mind space that it took over this year, whether you loved it or hate it, it was the most talked about game, is number one. Animal Crossing would probably be number two just because it was the feel-good game that 2020 yeah. needed. It's Nintendo, Hades, though. It's their Nintendo's yeah. heavy hitter. Hades is this, what I would, you know, I would I agree with you. is probably, Hades Three. and Ghost are probably very close. And, yeah. and Hades is getting more... Word of mouth. And it's the indie back, darling. Yeah, it's getting old. more backwind push right now. Like, yeah. you're going to hear a lot of people that like a lot of these big companies like you know the IGNs and the um uh game spots and these other like they, they go on holiday break like you're going to start seeing like Tuesday Wednesday like like before they would a lot of the people that live in California would go home hopefully they're not going home but they they'd come back east and on their way back like this is where Hades would get huge clout because people would be playing this game on a plane yes yeah it being a switch title it would have gotten a ton of love. So I think Hades is like number three on this list, followed by like Final Fantasy VII remakes because people really did love it, but I think it was kind of forgettable. Then it's Ghost, then it's Doom Eternal mm-hmm. uh, for for this list. And it sounds like you're kind of close there. Maybe the last three can be swapped around. Yeah. Or not the last three. Uh, that number five, five mm-hmm. and four could probably be swapped around. Um, I, th- I think Final Fantasy, when this is all said and done, I think Final Fantasy VII will carry more votes than Ghost for Game of the Year. Probably. I wish they would share that, but I know I don't think Jeff Keighley would share that because, like, they know he doesn't want to know how many people vote in. Because you, like, these are they do, the they winner. They do percentages. Yeah, they can probably do percentages. And Final Fantasy VII will probably edge out Ghost a little bit. I think Hades, because if I'm not mistaken, this is, like, a weighted thing. It's just, like, the NBA thing where it's, like, the fans get a say, but then uh, whatever yeah. media body makes up the Game Awards also have a say. Uh, and what ultimately wins? This so isn't, I, this isn't a slam dunk either. Animal Crossing's is a, is a is a real contender. Yeah, yeah. Animal Crossing might win just because it's again it's the the feel good game that people wanted or needed this year. Mm-hmm. And The Last of Us is just very polarizing. So I could see The Last of Us losing to Animal Crossing just because people have strong feelings about The Last of Us. But don't, I wouldn't sleep on Hades. The Game Awards no, never no, shies sure. away from a surprise. And that's what uh, I'm saying is that is really I think good. that you're going to see a lot of stuff about Hades over these next 10 days leading up to the Game Awards because people are going to start looking at this list like Keeley's show carries clout. And if somebody hasn't played a game, if like a, a game journalist hasn't played something on this list, like they're going to be playing something because they want to make sure that they can have legitimate conversations and build content off of the Game Awards leading up to the show and leading after the show. Um, especially in a, you know, like you said, in, in a time in, a, in kind of a lull, like we've got new toys to play with. Well, we just don't really have the cool accessories to put on our action figures right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and when you look at this list, it's like, I know what that IP is. I know what that IP is. I know what that IP is. What is this Hades game? Yeah. Why, you know, why is this here? So that's going to carry clout. Uh, if you go through the list of like best game direction, best narrative, a common theme is Hades, The Last of Us, Ghost, and Final Fantasy VII. They're literally in like every single category. Yeah. Uh, which I think is just a sign of just like how this wasn't like a super strong year for games. When... Uh, super diverse year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, or strong. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't a super like diverse year. Uh, there wasn't a ton of things to play this year. Uh, so when you go through the Game of Year awards, you will see all of these games in almost every single category. Um, 
and it's like um, best performance. Uh, Miles Morales, uh, Niger, uh, Naji uh, Jeter. He was actually uh, nominated. So I'm surprised Miles isn't in more categories other than mm-hmm. uh, best performance. Uh, but I think to your point earlier, Miles is a great game. Uh, mm-hmm. It just it, it's Spider Man. Spider Man. People know the story of Miles yeah. Morales. They know if if you if you pay attention to Spider Man, you know the story of Peter Parker. You know the story of Miles Morales. You know, like Spider Verse had a huge a huge uptick last year, like in that movie, like Into the Spider Verse, like that carried mm-hmm. some significant weight in in the in the in the social world. And there's there's not as much of <sighs> It, it sounds like I'm I'm digging on it. I'm not digging on it, but Spider Man is predictable. Like yeah, they can. They well, can... yeah. Well, it, it has the fault that we'll see sometimes with like movies when there's sequels, where when the first one's really good and then the sequel's really good, like there's not excitement because it did the thing it was supposed to do. It's mm-hmm. like Spider Man, OG Spider Man, whatever you want to call it, Spider Man One, really good game, great game. Miles Morales, really good, great game. But there, you know, it's just a lateral move. You know, it's right. like there was and no think, dip in quality. And, and, and or again, anything. like their their Spider Man is is amazing, and at the same time, it's its own worst enemy because you can't just like we're gonna take Spider Man to Chicago, we're gonna take Spider Man mm-hmm. to Seattle, we're gonna take him to England. Like that that doesn't work. Like Assassin's Creed can kind of go where it wants. Far Cry can go where it wants. Uncharted can go where it wants. Last of Us can go where it wants, at least kind of within the U.S. right now, I would say. They could definitely mm-hmm. write something in the story of like, hey, there's something kind of interesting happening in Minnesota, and then you go to Minnesota, um, you know, and, and the story is how to get to Minnesota versus the first one, which was a cross-country trip from Boston to Wyoming. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of things that, you know, those games can do. Spider-Man, it's like you can't just... Yeah, it's the same like we like a couple months ago when we talked about like the Avengers, like trying to make the Avengers into a looter. Like you can't put different you you can't all of a sudden take away captain america's shield and give him a weapon yeah you know yeah I, if anything the miles morales suffered for just continuing to be a good game right <laughs> you know like that the, the previous one built um yeah other nominees in here are just like again i'm going through the list and it's just all last of us hades Final Fantasy VII. They're getting too uh, many awards, though. Like, you know, like, and, and again, I'm an avid player of games as a service. I love them, but like, best continuing support. I know, like, Destiny's on there. Like, th- there's just like too many. I feel like there's going to be like too many awards. Like, best person's left hand showed in a cutscene. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, if you look at it, there is a. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six. There's like six esports categories alone right in it where it's like best esports host best esports team best esports game best esports event best esports coach best esports athlete and they're you know i almost feel like you almost have to get rid of like the best indie category because it almost is meaningless to be an indie game at this point especially Mm -hmm. indie games are at such high quality hades is nominated for best indie game and game of the year you know, it's after the it's company, like, like, like it's getting to the point now. Like, can you really consider the company that produced Bastion and Transistor to still be an, in, an indie game? Like, yeah, they are independent <laughs> by name, but yeah. they're like they're working with, you know, higher but then, quality. But then, and again, I, I don't mean to tie it to this, but people don't consider Destiny to be an independent game. It is. Yeah, 
So yeah, so technically you probably could have fought for that if they right. wanted to. But um, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where you can't take a game that's you know, like it's the lines are getting so blurred. Like three years ago, four years ago, it was like this is a really cool small indie title, and then these studios have have evolved into into what they have. Like, do you consider Bug Snacks to be an indie game? Technically, but it probably had Sony money involved, so right. you, know, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. so it's like. It's yeah, just, uh, I mean, one, we we know the real reason anyone watches these awards is for the trailers, uh, for for the next set of games. Yep. What's what's um, what's coming out? What's being teased? This is where we saw the Xbox Series the first time last year. This is where Uncharted yeah. uh, or Last of Us Part Two was teased. Um, it, going all the way back, this is where Last of Us was first ever teased when it was just a bug on a leaf. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll probably see something cool hopefully maybe we'll get another look at like halo maybe we'll get a tease for this would be the place where you if you wanted to do a last of us hbo tease yeah you probably could do it here even if it's just whoever they cast as joel just with joel and Druckmann walking uh, you know joel and uh, i would say joel and Druckmann like walking on the stage which isn't yeah. a, isn't a viable option now this year but yeah you know keely having a virtual conversation with neil Druckmann and whoever they're going to cast as the character for joel and saying, yeah. Last of Us television show is a thing. It's going to be on HBO shooting for 2021. Yeah. yeah. There's something you can do there. Uh, maybe you can... I, I doubt Halo will be able to make its like reintroduction so soon. But, you know, so we'll they, go maybe with, they could do something there. So, uh, like I said, I'll go with this. Um, I'll say this now before Thanksgiving. Ratchet and Clank will be dated at this. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank will be dated. We'll probably get another Horizon trailer because I feel like they're getting ready to hype and Halo And more. Halo will be dated as well. That one is the one I, 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 I want to agree with you, but I can totally see them. Halo will be dated and it'll be like April. Okay. Going with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Halo probably won't end up dated uh, at all. I think Halo. I'm like, just trying if, to think about what's coming out like there or what yeah. needs to be dated. Um, got a war trailer maybe all we got was a logo uh for the reveal for god of war maybe something if we see anything for god of war i think we just see an older atreus yeah maybe that or you see maybe thor or Mm -hmm. something you know you see something ragnarok related um and then we'll probably get a hellblade trailer or something for sure because that's early next year yeah yeah yeah. because uh, we were surprised we didn't see a, a actual trailer for it during the last Xbox event. So mm-hmm. we're due for something for, for Hellblade. Hey, maybe we'll get Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two. I doubt it. <laughs> but maybe. Maybe we will. Uh, but that that's all I had for news. There wasn't a lot of crazy stuff. Oh, uh, PSA. Uh, Cyberpunk yeah, it's is... it's apparently out in the wild. <laughs> it's out in the wild. Uh, people are playing it and streaming it and putting stuff on YouTube. So PSA, if you want to avoid spoilers, maybe mute Cyberpunk. It sucks that we have to do that every time. But the game went gold a while ago. It's probably already in the hands of retailers or really close to being put in the hands of retailers. So we're going to see spoilers for this game relatively soon. Uh, and I think reviewers should be getting copies of the game in the next like week or two as well so just be on the lookout if you're interested in cyberpunk stuff now is the time to mute it so you don't get any spoilers uh, so you can keep that experience fresh all right uh so what we're playing and watching so um i had a pretty rough week um i got 
short term assigned on three nights of overnights at work. Um, and during those three nights of overnights, I had to have a wisdom teeth pulled, a wisdom tooth pulled. Um, so that kind of messed up a little bit of my schedule. Um, and I am still needing to, like I'm sitting here right now looking at my desk, which is a complete disaster uh, because I just wanted to like get the PlayStation hooked up and try to, you know, try that. And I need to clean some stuff up. So part of the reason I haven't, like, like I mentioned earlier, haven't started Spider-Man is because like I mentioned last week, like this is a game that I want to stream with you guys as the community. I want to play this game. It's, it's, it's old enough. Some of you guys want to check out the remastered version. I just saw like this week where like your saves are transferring over and trophies are popping. So it's essentially like a cross save game, like back in the day. Um, so there's tons of stuff going on with that, but I need, without it having an optical port, I either need to make a purchase or I need to sit here and, and, and tinker for like an hour or two just to get it right. Um, and I just haven't taken... Which will probably involve me to make sure you don't break our podcasting setup. <laughs> right. So, um, and it, uh, my wife is a, is a huge help for that because like it's in terms of the way that my desk functions right now, it's, it's very much helpful for somebody to be sitting looking at all the screens and, and looking at OBS and looking at what's working and what's not working while I'm back there messing around instead of like plugging something in, turning around to my desk, sitting down, seeing if it works, going back, messing with it. So that is, um, there is a lot of chaos amongst my organization of how this podcast actually works and functions and how I'm able to stream and talk to my friends on PSN. Like all of those things are very important to me and I don't want to have like a, a headset microphone in front of my face, a regular microphone in front of my face. And I try to make things look as crisp and clean, as smooth as possible. And to the point of where it, it, it agitates me if it's not working the same way. Um, so that's where a lot of that has come from. So when that happens and I get into that kind of mode, I play Destiny. <laughs> um, and Beyond Light is solid. Um, like I said, Stasis, the the campaign was like a Stasis tutorial. And I was kind of a little bit meh on it, the whole thing, you know, because uh, Stasis was is, is a cool new element. I'm very disappointed that we're uh, a couple, like almost two weeks out from to, from the launch. And like I said, stasis is, is, is ice and it's been added as a new element in the game. So there's always been solar arc and void. And this is added as a new element. Um, and it doesn't, it, I have not, other than one exotic grenade launcher, I have not seen stasis as an energy element in the game, like on a weapon. So like on, a, on an auto rifle or on a pulse rifle or on a shotgun. Um, I was really hoping to see something like that, and I, I'm hoping that's something that they are going to bring out soon. They did have their world's first raid race when they launched the raid on Europa, which is the new destination in Destiny. Uh, the raid seemed to be uh, to look really cool. The concept that they're that they were implementing was a very interesting concept. The loot that's coming from the raid seems to be really uh, chaseable, um, and then they're still building that evolving world that they're working on. So. They, the outcome of the raid, the completion of the raid triggers multiple more events in the world of you're starting to see like there's a whole concept of what happens in the raid affects is affecting Europa. And similar to they've been, you know, they've been answering some questions and teasing some things and adding some things and adding some some cool, uh, cool weapons and cool perks to the game. And as people are starting to to mess with this stuff in the end game, they're starting to really see and enjoy what's happening they've bungie has kind of gone away from damage perks of like kill something and get a damage bonus you know shoot you know like do this and get a damage bonus and now it's like okay like if you do this it starts to 
increase the cooldowns of all of your, your, your of all your abilities or it can help you know give you a speed boost or it can help your teammates and they've like slowly over time over multiple years and then even now over the last two years it kind of as they've gone into more of their away from their their contract with activision i don't know if it still would have been this way with activision or not they've really kind of gone into their mmo rpg style thing where you can truly get a get a build and and start looking at some things and 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 seeing viabilities of all these different weapon types so it's 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 festering there and there's a lot of like the the game launched I, t- I was talking to michael about this before we started recording the game launched people were like huh okay there's the story and then it kind of felt like it was kind of dry for a little bit and then the raid came out over the last couple of days it's gotten to where people are like i really kind of want to check this raid out i want to go in here and, and i want to like in, you know experience these encounters and get some of this get some of this loot that's coming out of there that looks cool and has you know and, and is functioning in the in the world well and to see how they're going to evolve that Beyond Light campaign running parallel with the the seasonal content they're, that they're running that, again, right now looks early on pretty lackluster in terms of the seasonal content. Um, it's just it's, it's really fascinating to see how that works. And I just love that I have things to work on right now. Like, that's the biggest thing. And I'm having fun, like. And, and your crew is playing, right? Uh, your, there's your, there's a handful crew? there's a handful of people that are playing. Uh, I haven't been playing with a bunch. I've been I haven't been playing with a whole lot of people recently. I do want to again with this raid looking like it's it's desirable. Like there's things coming from this raid that are desirable, which is the first time I kind of feel that way. There's always been like one or two weapons in each of the raids that are like, hey, that's really cool. I kind of want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this these weapons and the, uh, appear to have some 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 cool functionality to them and the way that the game is is having you get exotics is like they're kind of i'm not saying that they're eliminating the random dropness of the game but they're they've more pigeonholed it this time and they've done a really good job of pigeonholing it if you want an exotic helmet you got to go do this thing and then and and it might drop or you might have to do it once or you might have to do it nine times but this is where that thing comes from so at least you know as you're continuously doing that thing that sooner or later it should drop versus oh you can go get that thing from doing 12 different other things that it might drop from so i'm, I'm kind of liking that right now like there's exotic weapons that are tied to empire hunts there's exotic armor that's tied to legendary lost sectors uh there's you know there's exotic quests that are given to you that that, that takes some time like they, and again like they're starting to get into the, the the fun aspect of the game there is a swords in destiny have always been good for for a long time there is a chainsaw style sword in this game now and this thing does massive damage, like, mm-hmm. and it's fun. It's it, but you have to do a couple things to get it, and then it's not just one of these like click R two. Like there, there's a mechanic and a, and a gameplay mechanic to executing this this new exotic sword correctly. So it's fun. I, I do plan on you know hopefully streaming it again for some of you guys, and I am I am looking to try to do a regular raid group. You know, weekly, bi-weekly, like I want to get five or six, you know, I would love to have six or eight people that, you know, if somebody can't make it, we rotate somebody else in if, you know, like, and, and try to run the raid again. Like I kind of want my, you know, selfishly, I want my poker night back with my guys. Like I used to have a handful of them. Some of them moved on from the game. Some of them have moved on from me because I moved on from PS Nation, um, it, you know, etc. But I would love to definitely see some of the core group come back. No. Anything else you've been playing or watching? Uh, we've been watching, uh, my wife and I started watching Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Okay, yeah. 
Um, that's that can get a little interesting. I wouldn't say intense, but definitely there's some, there's some mental there's a lot of thoughts that are thoughts that are going on in that in that game. Um, and we've been watching like Man with a Plan. Um, I have been playing Knack Two. I bought Knack Two for Owen, mm-hmm. um, and that was like eleven bucks on PSN last week. So um, we're, we've been looking at some of those. And again, like Knack Two seems to be a solid evolution of Knack One. There's some more gameplay mechanics. Yeah. He's you know he's he's doing okay with it. Uh, he still skips cutscenes like a little brat. <laughs> yeah. And you're you're working on some headphones right now. Um, yeah. So. For the Xbox, uh, Turtle Beach sent me some Stealth 700, the Gen 2s. I did the unboxing for the Stealth 600s. Uh, the cool thing about these is that they just work on both Xboxes, and they don't require mm-hmm. a dongle. Um, and these are very, very similar to the Stealth 600s that I did the unboxing for, the white headphones. Um, but uh, these are the 700s are way, way more comfortable than the 600s in terms of like mm-hmm. the, the ear cups and the way they feel. Um, so I definitely think if you're looking at the 600 or the 700s, first of all, make sure you're looking at the Gen 2 version. Um, there's been I've had a couple questions uh, messaged to me or just asked to me like on PlayStation of like uh, like what's the best you know like I want I got my new console I want some new headphones um, and they're having a hard time getting the Pulse 3D ones. Um, these Turtle Beach Gen 600 and 700s I think are fantastic. Um, if you if if you're budget conscious, get the 600s. You won't be disappointed. If you got the extra 50 bucks, get the 700s. You'll really I think you'll really like them. Um, the Bluetooth functionality. I haven't tried it yet, but I believe I can actually have my these uh, uh, these 700 Gen 2s hooked up to my phone and my console at the same time. Oh, so switch between them. I think I can listen to them at the same time. So I think I could, oh. in theory, be listening to like. And I guess you can do this through the consoles now, but you know, I could, in theory, I can't do this through the console, but I could answer a phone call and oh, still okay. and still hear my game. I believe I'll have to test that. Yeah. Um, but I know that they, cause there's no direct, you know, it's like you push and hold the button on the headset, you push and hold the button on the Xbox console and they just pair and they connect. So there's no dongle, which is great, which means there's something not taking up a USB port, although you still have to charge them. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I've been, I had them on for a couple hours today, so I've been very happy with them. Um, and I'm still trying to do a little bit more. I might try to do some kind of video comparison of a, of a group of headphones that I have. I would love to get that out for you guys before the holidays. But I, I, I can only compare and, and base give you guys recommendations on based on what I have. And I think Turtle Beach is doing some really, really good things this year. Um, some really cool things. We watched like some of the shows. I'm happy that you know it's November. I'm happy that some of the shows are coming back. The, just the basic shows like we when we watched NCIS, we watched SWAT, we watched um, All Rise. So my crime crap that Michael like laughs at me as an old person about. So. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> your Columbo and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> I want my Walker Texas Ranger back. Okay. Uh, the slow motion action. <laughs> Ugh, no. Um, no one needs that. It'll probably get a sexy reboot in like five years. <laughs> Take place um, in some like college or something. I'm sure there's something else that we watched that I missed, but, you know, coming off of overnights and getting home at seven or eight in the morning and sleeping until two or three in the afternoon and then trying to, you know, get up and function and go back to work at eight or nine at night kind of messes with you. So, yeah. Uh, So for me, uh, because we're in this little bit of lull, which is such a shame, we're already in like a lull. The new consoles came out like two weeks ago. Uh, My playlist has been uh, Hades still, which 
I've been I've been having I have a top ten game of the year list because I like to keep one throughout the year. And every week, Hades, I've been moving that up closer and closer to where right now it's like number two in my list for <laughs> for game of the year. Um, I, I beat it like five times, but the way they do this game's story is so brilliant that because it's a roguelike and you know instead of telling you the story in just one run there's reasons for you to keep playing the game over and over and over again because that's how you advance the story the narrative there is a god mode in the game that lets you you know just breeze through the gameplay so you can just get the story but i've just been like just super into the challenges and leveling up my character i i have my run down to like 38 minutes so i could beat the game or you know beat do a run a complete playthrough of the game in like 38 minutes which my first time i beat the game it was around like 50 minutes so i'm i'm slowly over time like getting better and better uh at getting a you know like a faster run so i'm i'm i, I want to see how f- short i can get that run or how quickly i can get through the game uh and the gameplay just hasn't been tiring i i've ran through the game so many times and had so many like uh, attempts that failed but i was fine with it just because uh, i'm always like leveling up or like learning something new about the game or finding out story even through failures uh so uh, a lot of hades uh mostly because um uh me and sarah have been testing the backwards compatibility with the ps5 uh you know with <laughs> ps4 games so like we downloaded skyrim just to see what the mods look like on that uh, it runs fine. We haven't ran an issue with, with mods. Uh, the load It's fun uh, on some of these RPGs that have long load times on PS4 to see them just load just a little bit quicker because these are games are running in backwards compatibility mode and they're not built for the PS5. Mm-hmm. They're not loading like super crazy fast, but they are fast enough that we notice. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just fast enough or just faster that we we notice like, oh, that only took like 20 seconds and not 45 seconds. Uh, so that's been nice. So like uh, tested out Skyrim. Uh, she's going through Dragon Age right now. Um, I ended up picking up Kingdoms of Amalar Re-Reckoning because nice. uh, I was on the Black Friday sale. Because uh, that was a game that I remember when it came out, I had a Gamefly account and I Gameflyed it uh, as like a holdover game because the game I really wanted was not out for like two weeks. So I remember playing Kingdom Kingdom of Amalar and never finishing it. So hopefully, get I through that. The, I feel like the launch edition of that game had a pretty big bug in it. I had a couple of people that that I've communicated with that really yeah. liked that game, and then there there was like a, a progression freeze that happened in that game. So yeah, yeah, there the, there is issues with it. I'm hoping and obviously it couldn't been have been months. patched because by the time that the game came out, the studio was like done for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty sure THQ would have fixed that. Hopefully, so. Uh, Running through that, I ended up picking up the Faded Edition, which comes with like some DLC campaign edition to it. So we'll see that. I remember nothing from that game. Uh, So rewatching the intro and stuff was was uh, just like I I kind of vaguely remember this. Um, Still playing Astro's Playroom here and then. It's basically turned into that game that if I just want to, you haven't platinum that thing yet. No, no, because I just I'm lazy when it comes to platinums. Uh, it's just one of those things where it has a leaderboard and I really like the PS5's notifications when it like tells you, Hey, someone like good, uh, good Dave hunting beat your score on Astrobot. And then you click the PlayStation button, uh, when that notification comes on and then it just sends you to the, like the dashboard for Astro and is like, here is the, the thing that Dave beat you on. You click it and you're in it 
yeah. a second later. Oh, that stuff is super good. And I can't wait to see uh, other games that have leaderboard stuff attached yeah. to it. People, people get annoyed by it. But when I turned my PS5 on today, I, I feel like there was an advertisement on my screen for Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, uh, I don't like the the, the Explorer I, I icon. Is the I don't first mind one? That. I don't mind it because like, I'm like, oh, what's this? You know, kind of. I think it's always kind of interesting. Like, just like Mine's when you been like Fortnite open a price. for a week. <laughs> so, oh, I uh, yeah, like this is the first time I noticed it. So yeah, um. uh, but I, I really like how the leaderboard stuff works with Astro. I just wish there was like, so like I I also picked up Need for Speed uh, Hot Pursuit which is a very leaderboard-intensive game, but it's a PS4 game, so it doesn't take advantage of any of the PS5 features. I would love for EA to patch this PS4 game to take advantage of some of those leaderboard issues or do like some sort of upgrade path mm-hmm. because I want to be stuck doing leaderboard stuff because I, I, I love doing that stuff. Um, so then... Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales just working on the new game plus because you need that for the platinum Uh, and then I picked up Avengers uh, but I can't really talk about it because I'm not far enough past all the stuff I played in the beta so there's like nothing really to say other than like hey it's less buggy than the beta was Mm -hmm. but like my opinion hasn't changed because I'm just replaying the stuff that I played in the beta and the beta if I remember was like a good like five to ten hours worth of content so I'm like haven't really yeah, we got might, past we might have to l- l- line up our days off and see where we're at and maybe you and i just play through that together yeah they just released kate bishop this week or next yeah. week so it's like i'm interested to see all that stuff uh, i want to get through the single player campaign because i don't do i have to complete the single player campaign to do all the live games as a service stuff? uh i don't think so you're but uh, you you might actually have passed me at this point in time because like i said i was having fun with it for a little bit then i just stopped um but i know that like you can like as you complete like the story missions, the story missions can go back and be played as a with in co op, um, okay. and then any of that stuff that has matchmaking can be can be gone back and the difficulties can be changed. But I also think that if we're close, I think that you and I can could if we wanted to like work together on the same thing. Mm, okay, yeah. So I probably like I'm off tomorrow, so that's going to be the thing where I'm going to be playing a lot of Avengers uh, just because I want to see that single player campaign. Because I don't care if the games with as a service stuff was garbage, because mm-hmm. uh, I only cared about the single player campaign, which is why I waited for a sale for it to right. be thirty dollars. Uh, so that that's it for playing and then watching. The only thing of interest or, or new that I've been watching is the Animaniacs reboot on Hulu. Uh, I loved Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures when I was a kid. Uh, I like those Animaniacs. Uh, there's been a lot of cartoons from my childhood rebooted, like Rocco's Modern Life was rebooted for a, a movie, which was like, okay, but forgettable. Animaniacs, uh, halfway through the reboot, it's pretty good. Like, the they do have some cringe, you know, when they're trying to stay relevant with, like, their references, and sometimes it hits, and it's like, that was really funny, and other times you're like, oh, they, they maybe tried just a little too hard to, like, be relevant. Uh, but the songs have been good, and I've been mostly enjoying watching Animaniacs again. And the Pinky and a Brain stuff is just really good. Like <laughs> watching it, I realized that I, as a kid, I was more interested in the Pinky and a Brain stuff than mm-hmm. the actual 
Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Yeah, it's uh, a lot. Stuff. Of, it's a lot of stuff that people forget. Like even like looking at like Looney Tunes, people are like, oh, I just like Roadrunner and Coyote. Oh, so you like Looney Tunes? No, I like Roadrunner and Coyote. Like, well, it was on Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, that's why when they announced that Tiny Tunes was going to be rebooted, I was like going through it, like, okay, what characters did I actually give a shit about? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, happy this stuff's being rebooted. Also kind of tired of stuff being rebooted. Uh, Animaniacs addresses that right away with a really good song about like how lazy reboots are, which of <laughs> course they would reference that. Uh, but, you know, as, as just like a, a short thing to watch, um, yeah. it's not bad. Uh, though the uh, trying to still figure out, it's clearly like rated or like written for people my age that grew up with it so it's definitely something like i don't think a kid can really get away with yeah but watching old animaniacs episodes there's a lot of stuff that probably kids shouldn't have watched at animaniacs <laughs> but they just were able to get away with so much stuff in the 90s uh uh-huh. with just like their adult uh, references it's fine i can put owen in front of it and then two hours later yeah owen yeah, comes yeah. Out and says some word i'm like what <laughs> yeah yeah he just he just you know just starts getting a little weird and you're just like wait what you learn that from the cartoon uh I, I was surprised with some of the stuff animaniacs did as a you know like in their original run because i went through a youtube rabbit hole of like animaniacs clips and i'm just like man they really made weird ass references like that in the kids show and it's like yep they totally did and i just never noticed it uh but yeah that that's it for for my uh my plane and watching all right um so like i said this is probably gonna be a shorter show you, you guys didn't send us any questions <laughs> it's kind of my fault i kind of solicited super late i think four yeah. hours before we recorded um but just like we don't necessarily have to solicit the questions but i mean if you guys think of something just you know post it in the facebook group post it in the discord there's a there's a subcategory in discord ask digital days um there's you can send it to us on twitter facebook um you know, help PSN, whatever you want to do, email it to us at podcast at digitaldaysgaming.com. Um, but it's Thanksgiving week. I'm totally content with the short show. Uh, it doesn't seem to, to concern me. So you can follow us on the main account uh, at Digital Days Pod, where you can send your Ask Digital Days questions. You can follow Michael at the first MJC. You can follow myself at Good Dave Hunt. Um, you can, like I said, Facebook group, Discord, Twitch, YouTube, all those links are in the show notes. So please, if you haven't uh, checked those out, go ahead and do that. Uh, that's always appreciated and helpful. If you have, uh, please don't forget, we are a Twitch affiliate. If you want to use your and you, uh, your Twitch subs on us, whether it's a paid sub or your Twitch Prime sub, those are always appreciated. You guys have done a fantastic job of that over the over the last couple of uh, months, and that's always been appreciated. So if, you know, sometimes it doesn't auto-renew, so just check and see if the sub button is lit up or click on it. It'll tell you when it's ready to renew or if it's, if it's able to be renewed. Um, and if you do that, that is appreciated as well as patreon.com slash digital days gaming, where there's the dollar tip jar, the $3 private discord channel access, the $5, 24 hour early access to the show and the $7 monthly, um, bonus episode, um, that we just, by the time you're listening to this on the feed, uh, on our Patreon site is the November bonus episode where we go through Thanksgiving and you find out more potatoes that Michael does not like. Yes, pretty much all of them, but fries and also Black Friday stuff. Yes, yeah, Thanksgiving Black Friday. Um, we are still looking for suggestions for the monthly episode. We are always looking for extra patrons. If you feel that you needed to do that, again, it's just another way for you to support us. You do not have to feel obligated to support us on Patreon. To, if you do not have the financial means to do so, I do not want you to do so. Um, you know, like the holidays are going on, weird stuffs happening in the world. 
we are the least of your concerns. We're fine. We're okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can keep the lights on as you know, we're good. So but if you are if felt so led to, that would always be appreciated of any kind of support. And um that is all I have. You got anything else, Michael? No, no, I'm just uh just waiting for some cyberpunk goodness to happen. Um and so I can have something to play on my PS five, which even though Cyberpunk will be a PS4 game. <laughs> All right. Um, if you're listening to this uh, Thanksgiving weekend, I hope you have a great holiday in the U.S. Um, I hope that you have some safe online shopping experiences. <laughs> um, if you need to go out in the store, please make sure you're wearing a mask. Please do your best to to slow the spread if you can uh, and, and just make smart decisions. Um, and it's there's nothing that's that desperately needed to be had for that price. <laughs> Um, but please be considerate of others and uh, be nice to the to your family and I hope and we will talk to you guys soon see ya don't be a dick